Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. We are back today with a new fallacy, but first let's do a quick review of a fallacy we covered earlier in the podcast. Let's review the whole to part fallacy. And just know that a lot of these fallacies have several different names. It can get a little confusing sometimes if you're hearing them from different places. Um, But this fallacy is also sometimes called a fallacy of composition and sometimes a fallacy of division. So it's really interesting how um, I'm not even sure where the names come from for these things, but it's helpful to know the names. But really the most important thing is to be able to recognize a fallacy when you hear it and to know What's wrong with the thinking? So let's review this one. The whole to part fallacy happens when someone concludes that just because a group of people or a group or a set of things has a certain characteristic, then therefore the individuals that make up the group must also have the same characteristics. But that's not always the case. Somebody could be a part of a group and not have the characteristic as an individual that the group has as a whole. So the question to ask yourself when faced with a whole to part fallacy is this. Is it really correct to assume that this person or thing has a characteristic just because they're a part of that particular group? Okay, if you want to learn more or if you want to review this fallacy, go back and check out episode 36 here on the podcast. You guys, I have had a really cool experience this week. As you know, our family homeschools with Classical Conversations, who are also sponsors of this podcast. And this week, we have been doing a takeover of their Instagram page. And each day, we've been sharing the behind the scenes of what homeschooling looks like in our family. So if you're curious and want to know kind of what does this look like? What do you guys do? What is this all about? Definitely go check it out. Now, as you know, stories only last for 24 hours on Instagram, um, but we will be saving them in a highlight. So you should be able to go find all the stories from the whole week there. I'll be getting that highlight set up today. So if you're curious about homeschooling or about classical conversations, what this looks like, uh, we have two free eBooks for you. Go fill out the form at classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons. That's G-I-B-B-E-N-S. And you can download them right away. And you can also get more information about the programs that Classical Conversation has to offer. Okay, let's dive into today's new fallacy. Today, it's called the appeal to ridicule. Now, there are a bunch of other appeal fallacies, several of which we've already covered here on the podcast. I probably need to do some more of them because there's a whole lot. You can go back and check those out. But the appeal to ridicule happens when someone substitutes ridicule or mockery for evidence when they're making an argument. Basically, they just mock a claim or they mock an idea or an argument rather than giving a real reason why the argument isn't valid and rather than explaining why the argument isn't valid, right? So this fallacy is also sometimes called the appeal to mockery. It's sometimes called ad absurdo. Yes, another Latin phrase. And this one makes me laugh. It is sometimes also called the horse laugh fallacy. Where on earth that comes from? I have no idea, but I think it's hilarious. All right. So here's a super simple example of the appeal to ridicule. The sky is blue. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
Okay, so you can easily see the fallacy here. Just because I mocked this statement, the sky is blue, does not mean it is not actually true, right? Here's another example that I found when I was researching this fallacy. It takes faith to believe in God, just like it takes faith to believe in the Easter Bunny. But at least the Easter Bunny is based on a creature that actually exists. Okay, can you see the fallacy here? They're using the Easter Bunny to say that God doesn't exist, but they're really just mocking the idea because everybody knows that the Easter Bunny isn't real either. What aren't they doing? They are not actually making a real argument against the existence of God. They're just making fun of the idea by making it seem silly or stupid. So the problem with the appeal to ridicule with this fallacy is really simple and probably pretty obvious to you. Mocking a claim does not prove that it's false. And quite frankly, usually the person doing the mocking is also misrepresenting the original claim or the idea in their mocking. So it's a double whammy. Not only are they not giving a good counter argument, but they're also misrepresenting the original claim. Double proof of bad thinking. And Quite frankly, usually the appeal to ridicule is a sign of desperation on the part of the person using it. If someone does it, it's probably because they have nothing better to say and they have no better argument to make. Now, the danger with the appeal to ridicule is that it is often very effective. Unfortunately, even unfounded mockery often works really well to make other people ridicule the idea or the claim as well. The reason is very simple for this. The reason that it works so well and is so effective is very simple it's kind of hardwired into our brains. We don't want to be ridiculed as well. It's almost like our brain thinks, oh no, if I believe that, I'll be mocked and ridiculed too, and I don't want that. And that's why this fallacy works so well, to silence people and keep them from also expressing their ideas, their beliefs, or their opinions. They don't want to get ridiculed like the other person got ridiculed. As I was coming up with real world examples of this fallacy, I realized that I had way more examples than I can even share on here. This fallacy is used all the time. Think about it. In politics, so often one opponent will say something like, my opponent thinks the border is secure. What nonsense? Okay, it may be nonsense, but if that comment isn't followed up by a real reason or proof that it's nonsense, it's just an appeal to ridicule. So if you think you're facing an appeal to ridicule, the question to ask yourself is this, does the fact that they're being ridiculed actually make them wrong? Or does the fact that they're being ridiculed mean it's false? All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughabraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.